welcome to the Chasing Presence podcast, co-hosted by Santi and Mike. This is a space where we share our insights for how to live a more spiritually aligned life. Join us on our journey to expand consciousness, live with purpose, and awaken to our true nature. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chasing Presence podcast. I'm Michael. And today I am doing a solo episode. Santi, unfortunately, cannot make it. He's about to embark on a ayahuasca retreat, and I'm very excited for him, as I can tell. And he can tell that he's going to have a lot of shifts this weekend, and I'm sure we will talk about those shifts in the coming weeks. I wanted to use this episode as a example of setting intention. One of my intentions during this episode is to, instead of using filler words, which can be an attempt to fill awkward silence in a way, it's a subconscious habit, instead to allow myself space to think or allow the words to intuitively come to me. So I'm setting that intention I'm also setting the intention to, if I experience anxiety during this episode, which, by the way, even though Santi and I have done 85 episodes, we still experience anxiety every episode. It has just become more manageable and we are more aware of it. But if I feel that anxiety, my intention is to take some space. It may be edited out. Ideally, I, for authenticity reasons, I don't want to edit it out. But we'll see. It really depends on my discretion, I assume, because I I generally edit the episodes, the audio for the episodes. So today I wanted to talk about some things that have been going on in my life and how I've been responding to them and what I have learned from them. Also, just certain topics that I've been tweeting about recently and thinking and journaling about in general. So the first one, and I think the overarching theme for this little solo episode we have here is taking responsibility. The way I like to think of the word responsibility is responding with your best ability or responding to your best ability, right? Responsibility doesn't mean that you put the world on your shoulders or that you take care of everyone else and everyone else's well-being is your responsibility. Responsibility means that when situations happen in your life that call for adaptation or that call for a certain awareness that leads to evolution, that you are there for that, that you respond to all situations with your best ability. That generally means, in my opinion, you leave ego out of the equation or you leave limiting beliefs out of the equation. Pardon me. You always need your ego. I never want to discount how important the ego is, albeit a healthy one. But when limiting beliefs get in the way of you making a decision, you aren't making an authentic decision. 
And what do I mean by authentic? If we have beliefs that we are not good enough or that we do not deserve the best, then we are not making decisions in our own highest good and likely not in the highest good of others, even though we may be telling ourselves that. At the end of the day, you are the closest person to you. To take care of someone else before you take care of yourself is to me at this point in my life laughable. We are only with ourselves until we die. You know, we, we, there's other people in our life who are very important to us and we do want to take care of them. But if we don't take care of ourselves first and we allow inner resentment to build or inner discontentment to build, eventually that is going to manifest as a behavior that is going to hurt other people. So, and I want to make something clear. When I say take care of yourself before you take care of others, what I mean is take care of yourself and take care of others. Don't just take care of yourself because this isn't just about you. I mean, it is technically about you if we use the solipsistic view of the world and you should always come first but others should always be in the equation at the end of the day the people who live the happiest lives and die the happiest are the people who give to others who serve others but those people by serving others are also serving themselves because those people, when they serve others, they're very joyous, right? If you aren't joyous and you attempt to go serve others, you're really not serving others. So that's what I mean by taking care of yourself and taking responsibility is, is taking care of yourself is derivative of taking responsibility. You need to take responsibility for your own health and the health of others. That is called take responding to your best ability is when you take care of yourself. So taking responsibility is incredibly important. And it came up in my life recently when I was coming home from my martial arts practice. I've been getting into this mindset lately that because I used to work a corporate job and because I took a sabbatical to become a better music producer, which I'm absolutely so grateful for. And one of my life goals is to lead a successful artist project. But my mindset has been created into, into one that values productivity, right? So I always feel inclined to be productive. And if something happens to curtail that productivity, I feel a sense of urgency to get things done faster. And this 
this created a situation where I was, I parked my car in my apartment here in Burbank. And I had a lot of things in the car that I needed to take up to my apartment because I just spent the weekend with my parents, right? So I tried to carry as many things as I possibly could. Naturally, I've always been like this. So I'm carrying all all of these things and I look like, you know, I'm, I look ridiculous because I'm carrying so many things and it's clear that I'm going to drop something or that one, one slip of the foot or wrist will cause havoc. And that's exactly what happened. I'll, I'll give you the, the rundown. I dropped my AirPods on the ground. The case came off and there's the AirPods just sitting on the ground. I think it was in a, in a, in a little puddle. The AirPods are fine. Don't worry. And I could feel frustration mounting in me. So I had to bend down to pick up the AirPods and then my backpack fell off of me. And then I was a little bit angry, you know, cause I'm just like, why is this happening to me? Right? Victim mindset, subconscious victim mindset. I didn't realize that I was having. And then I throw the backpack over my shoulder and my laptop comes flying out of the backpack and hits the pavement very hard. Right? So initially, I felt a surge of negative emotions. Thankfully, when this happened, immediately, I became aware of what was happening. And I told myself, I created this. It's, it's crazy how moments like this, small little moments like this, can be incredibly profound because I realized that the reason all of those things happened, the reason why I manifested that entire situation was because I was allowing it to happen. Haste makes waste. I was, I had the mindset that I had to do things quickly and I had to be efficient and if I wasn't, then I wasn't being productive because that was a part of my identity. It's been a part of my identity because I've been overcompensating for the fact that my life isn't as together as I may want it to be. So that overproductivity has been overcompensation for, or maybe not overcompensation, but a sign that I've been feeling more lack than I've been letting myself to believe. So when I came to the realization that I created that situation, it was incredibly profound because we create all the situations in our life, especially when we have the ability to control them. This is a situation where I could have taken things slower, where I could have taken more trips, where I could have been a little bit more methodical but I subconsciously decided that being overproductive and hasty was more important because I was too attached to my identity. So this is what I mean about taking responsibility. In that moment, 
thankfully I became aware and immediately took responsibility for my creating of that situation. And immediately all my negative emotions went away. All of my frustration, all of my irritation went away and I started laughing. You see the profound effect that can come into your life when you simply take responsibility, when you stop blaming the universe, when you stop blaming other people. It is incredibly important to have shifts like this when you take responsibility. So I wanted to share this anecdote because I feel like it might give you an insight and it gave me a huge insight in the moment. You know, whether you consciously realize it, you create a lot of the situations in your life. Don't get me wrong. There are things that happen that may be out of your control. You know, someone in your life tells you off. Someone hits you, right? You can't control those things. All you control is your response. We said this many times. But it's not just your response to the immediate situation. It's your response following up that situation for, for weeks and weeks. I had a situation in my school recently where I alienated myself from the school after a certain event happened. I don't regret it necessarily, but what I'm saying is I created that. To say that someone else is to blame for any action that I take is preposterous and egoic. It's not my fault. It's not anyone else's fault for anything that I've done. It's not. So the second we take responsibility and understand that we create everything in our lives, we get our power back. It's an incredibly profound realization when you have little moments like this. So I implore you to just take this in, maybe let it digest a little bit, and then when you notice yourself in life in certain moments where you know that you can be controlling it differently, realize that you're creating it and take responsibility in that moment and see what happens. The other thing I want to talk about that I learned recently is arguments will happen between people who are being authentic. Let me repeat that. Arguments will happen between people who are being authentic. Whether it's romantic relationships, business relationships, platonic relationships, it doesn't matter. If two people are expressing their truth, it is inevitable that arguments will surface. This idea that the perfect relationships don't have arguments is created by people pleasers. It does not exist between people who are authentic. You know why? Because each human being has such a complex upbringing and different subconscious beliefs that they don't even consciously realize are there. I'm one of them. That there is no way to know what belief is in someone else's mind, no matter how much you know them. We have so many beliefs instilled in us. 
that if we are authentically expressing ourselves, those beliefs are going to come out. Or to be fair, sometimes if we're not fully authentically expressing ourselves, even though we mean to, those beliefs can come out as well. But the point is that the, the act of arguing in a healthy way, don't get me wrong, you shouldn't be punching walls, but the, the act of arguing and feeling a little bit of negative emotion is very normal in relationships. In all of the romantic relationships I've been in, this, is, this has been a common theme. No, no matter how well it's going, my current relationship, we, it's, I, I love her so much, an insane amount, but we do argue. Specifically, we argued more at the beginning of the relationship, but the arguments have slowly began to peter because the more you get to know someone and the more you integrate someone else's beliefs and update yours, the less you have to argue about. Arguments only are caused when two differing beliefs surface and one or both people are clinging to those beliefs. That is the only reason arguments happen. So it's normal because we cling to beliefs and even if another person is clinging to beliefs and we're not, it's normal. We've done it. They've done it. Any enlightened person in the world has done this. It's part of the growing process. It's called growing pains. So just realize that sometimes you have to go through stormy arguments in order to appreciate sunny days in the relationship. The last thing I want to talk about on this very short episode of the Chasing Presence podcast is the idea of upgrading your systems, meaning good habits are great. They, you know, you're create, you're, you create your habits and your habits create you, right? I'm taking a speed reading course on Mind Valley. I would highly recommend anyone check out this platform. It's, it's a spirituality, personal development, and, you know, f- skill creating platform. And I'm not sponsored by them. It'd be awesome if I was. Maybe that's, maybe that's a, a goal in the future but I'm not sponsored by them right now. But I'm taking a speed reading course because I have made it a habit for myself to read every day. And my words per minute are 160, which apparently is pretty low. So what is the point of setting a habit? I mean, obviously, if if I continue to read that, that number will go up. But what is the point of instilling a habit that isn't optimized. Yeah, I could slowly get better at reading or I could take a three-week course on speed reading and begin reading a book a week where I can't do that. It's like a book a month right now. Upgrading your habits and your systems of living is is debatably the most important thing you can do. Obviously, there's something to be said about just replacing bad habits with good ones, but there becomes there comes a point when you have a lot of good habits. 
right? And you don't really have many vices. I would say my, my vice right now is potentially my relationship with money, which is a mindset thing. It's not really a, a physical vice. And then coffee. I drink one cup of coffee every day. And when I don't, I feel a little bit of withdrawals. So creating efficient systems when you do have good habits installed is very important because if I increase my reading rate by four, then essentially the habit that I do every day, I'm doing four of that in one day when it only would take three weeks for me to upgrade this habit. So I would implore anyone listening to this to evaluate the habits and the system of systems of living that you currently find yourselves in right now and see if there is anything you can do to upgrade it. Because, you know, maybe, maybe you have a lot of good habits right now, like myself. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant. I'm, I'm expressing my truth. There's a lot of good habits in my life right now, and I'm very grateful. But a lot of those habits are not efficient. And I know I talked about how I can be overproductive earlier. This isn't being overproductive. This is working smarter, not harder. If you get better at reading, for example, this allows you to read emails faster. I read, I go on Twitter and I read all the time. It will allow me to read tweets faster. It will allow me to read my books faster. It will allow me to study faster. It's just the smart thing to do. This isn't an, uh, an egoic overproductive mindset. So that was the last thing I wanted to include on this episode of the Chasing Presence podcast. Thank you all for listening. Let us know if you like episodes like this, and we will try to include more of them. Although Santi and I love having these conversations ourselves and we love having our guests on and the profound insights that they give to us so graciously. So the last thing I'll leave you with is take responsibility. Arguments are okay. Be authentic and upgrade your systems of living. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Chasing Presence podcast. If you enjoyed it, please spread the word by telling your family and friends and by sharing it on social media. You can also show us your support by leaving a review. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with us, our contact information is in the show notes. Please send us a message as we'd love to hear from you and get your feedback. As always, thanks again for listening. Stay present and have a great day.